Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. We're having the perfect breakfast this morning. I've just had gelato, pistachio mm. flavour. Ryan Huang, our resident influencer, is tasting. What flavour is that? Pistachio as well ah, Because it was one that was open So it's very good oh. Possibly the best gelato I've ever had I could have yeah. this every day The only one working is Bharati Because she yeah. hasn't had the chance I haven't to had over. any yet I'm saving it for after work okay, very you good, know? Very good. Got, got to save these things and savour them But how was it? Yeah, so I'm trying to describe how it tastes, right? It's very th- creamy And it has a lot of flavour So it's just jam-packed with pistachio just like how you would imagine pistachio is just in the form of a very thick and creamy paste yeah uh, you look more awake uh, to be honest he looks more awake and uh, uh, ryan is tasting el ferro gelato uh, this is the topic of uh, what we're talking about this morning mm. well actually th- all of this artisanal gelato i think yeah. has really really become big in singapore yes, I mean, if, if you go to italy yes. you'll see it at every street corner right mm. it's so common that i think people just take it for granted here though i think we value it so much more so one of the questions people always ask me is okay so what's the difference between gelato and ice cream okay and we went to look into it right mm. and we found out that it generally contains 6 to 10% butter fat. This is lower than other styles of frozen dessert. Yep. It also typically contains 70% less air and more flavoring than any other kinds of frozen desserts. So therefore, you'll see this density and richness that you won't see in other ice creams. Well, our next guest uh, first started his gelato business here in Singapore a decade ago. Uh, let's uh, get on the line. Marco Elfero, the founder of Elfero Gelato. Marco, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm very good. Thanks. Ooh, How about you? Very good, sir. Thank you so much for the gelato. Very tasty. No problem. <laughs> I had you had that pistachio so, for breakfast. So <laughs> fresh. I mean, okay. So, innocent question. Ice cream yeah. versus gelato versus sorbet. How are they all different? Yeah, uh, exactly. So, there is a bit of confusion. But um, as you said before, uh, there are a few differences. Basically, the um, air content in gelato is lower than ice cream, so the flavoring is stronger, and uh, the percentage of fat is uh, lower compared to ice cream. And generally, in gelato, we tend to use uh, natural and fresh ingredients. For example, when you use uh, a strawberry gelato, you, we put the real strawberry. We cannot put flavoring, we cannot put aroma, but we... Re- we really need to put that, that real flavor. So, of course, it's healthier and the taste is stronger, right? Marco, I'm very, very curious. What brought you to Singapore? Okay. Basically, my story is a little bit different because uh, my background is economic. I studied economy in Italy and I used to work for a microchip company for 10, 10 15 years. So I was a financial controller. I started in Italy, then I moved to Turkey. And then they sent me here. And uh, after that I was here, I decided to quit after two years, and I decided to open my business. 
What what made you want to quit and do this it's, instead? It's the midlife crisis. <laughs> midlife crisis. You know, Marco, it's amazing that that I'm speaking to an Italian this morning because last night I booked my air tickets to Milan. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh. I'll be going cool, in the cool. in now. Now it's now it's easier to move. Yeah, to move to Italy. Yeah, ah. and you will enjoy because there are not so many tourists. So okay. Mm. Definitely, it's a good time to go there. I, I love the slogan that you have here for El Ferro Gelato. It's, life is better with 96% fat-free. <laughs> Tell us more about that. <laughs> then, yeah, basically, 96% is an uh, average of um, the fat-free of our, um, of our in gelato. So some of the flavors are uh, slightly fatter, some other are less fat. So, for example, uh, as you asked before, we have sorbet. Mm. Uh, sorbet is a type of gelato that is dairy-free. So, basically, uh, the, uh, for example, strawberry sorbet is made with just with uh, strawberry, water, and sugar. Okay. Yeah, so there is no dairy and uh, it's definitely lighter, lighter in terms of fat. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sounds better also for, for Asian taste buds because there's... there's yeah, uh, there are dairy, many... Right? Yeah. Correct. There are many people that are uh, very milk intolerant, mm. right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So we give the option, uh, and uh, sorbet is also more refreshing when it's hot. Yeah. You know, Marco, a lot of people might say that, you know, you could have done better with gelato very, very easily in Europe still, right? What would you say are the biggest differences, though, in terms of running a business like that here in Singapore versus anywhere else in the world? Okay, I think the main difference here is that uh, you need to import everything. So your, yeah. the logistic mm. is very important and strategic because you need to source for the good supplier and need to organize the shipping if you ship or uh, or you discuss with a local distributor. But in Italy, for example, you have uh, you have the cows at two kilometers <laughs> distance. <laughs> you have the strawberry in the field next to your house. So it's mm. a completely different concept, yes. Mm. Different lifestyles. Well, actually, where, where, which part of Italy did gelato originate from? From uh, Torino, Turin, oh, that is in the Turin. north, okay. northwest near Milan. Where Juventus is, I think. Yes, yeah, but actually, I, I'm the other side of <laughs> the city. <laughs> I'm Torino support. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I know your allegiance now. <laughs> yeah, but I know Juventus is very popular everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> The thing is, this is an artisanal business, isn't it, to a great extent. And I do know that scalability becomes a problem for artisanal businesses. How are you doing this without compromising on quality? Yeah, exactly. I think my philosophy since the beginning was uh, to focus on a high quality and uh, offer to a customer something different and quite unique. So I wanted to diversify from the rest of the market shops. So since the beginning, I focus on the I search for the best pistachio, I search for the best hazelnut, or best product. And I wanted to offer something unique, uh, especially at the time, 10, 12 years ago, the market of gelato was very low here and was not very known. And the quality was not so high. On top of that, I decided also to invest in a storage. That I don't know if you ever heard about the pozzetto. It's a type of uh, counter yeah, where you put, uh, you store the gelato inside a small hole, and you cover completely. So basically, the gelato is not visible. 
so the, the big advantage of this type of story is that there is no oxidation of light and air. So uh, the gelato uh, remain uh, maintain the same uh, structure and quality for uh, for a longer time. Yeah, mm. it's not the high catch mm. of uh, the customer that pass by, but my concept was to give to good quality to our regular people. They come back because the gelato is good. It's not because the color of gelato or whatever. Okay, very interesting. Uh, Marco, uh, this one's a bit of a serious uh, question. Can we talk a little bit about the effect of the pandemic on your business? And then now we have this issue of uh, inflation. I mean, how is that all playing out for you? <laughs> it was tough for everybody. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Basically, when there was the lockdown, our main business was uh, B2B principally. Okay. Uh, we used to supply to... Um, Till now, or luckily, supply to hotel, restaurants, cafe, and uh, when uh, the lockdown came, basically the sales became zero. So we decided to move very fast into B two C. We created our online site, and we decided to sell uh, pints online to our customer, to the final customer. So yeah, and during the period it worked. Many people ordered, and uh, and we survived also because of that. At least we covered the cost for a few months. Okay. And then slowly the, the market came back uh, little by little. Um, since last year, in October, November, the business getting better and better. Yeah. Mm. You know, you talked a lot about sourcing for the best ingredients. You also said that, you know, in Singapore, you have to import everything. So that already makes things quite expensive. We've just yeah. been talking about the rising price of eggs and things like that in Singapore. How do you ensure that people still stay amenable? How do you keep the price point such that it doesn't turn people off, considering your own expenses in producing a great product? Yeah, I know, especially in the last few months, uh, the price getting crazy. So we saw, especially in dairy, about 30-40% increasing. So mm. we need to try to balance the the, the margin uh, because we cannot increase uh, like crazy the, the the price of the gelato, right? And um, so we try to increase a little bit, but uh, we try to maintain uh, a good compromise, right? Otherwise, if the price is too high, people, uh, of course, uh, they cannot buy, right? Mm. Already, the price of the gelato in Singapore is very high compared to other countries, compared to Italy. We are talking about 5 $6 for scoop mm-hmm. for a cup versus $2.53 in Italy. So in Italy, it's something that is much more popular and everybody can afford. Mm-hmm. Here, consider the fact that it's a little bit more expensive is something that people don't take every day. Maybe they try once in a while. Mm, it's a bit of like a luxury or an indulgence. A sort of luxury, yeah. 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 But, but now that, I mean, I know uh, um, cost prices are going up, but there is this sense of reopening. Has has that helped business at least? Definitely, definitely. It's, in the last two, three months, uh, the business, uh, I would say, exploded because uh, I didn't expect, uh, but the business, it, it was very good. Although there are not so many tourists, almost zero, mm. But locally, the people used to go out quite often, and uh, there, is, there are also a lot of vacation because I work uh, with okay. hotels, mm. yeah. five-star yeah. hotel, and uh, no, most of them are fully booked. So it seems that people are fed up to stay home and they want to go <laughs> to the hotel to enjoy some time. Mm. 
So that's good for uh, the market. So I believe in a few months, hopefully, the tourists will come and business will be even better. Yeah. Now, when it comes to having a physical presence, I believe that you did close a physical store recently. What happened there? Is that likely to come back? Okay, for the moment, we decided to focus more on to B2B. Mm. And, uh, yeah, maybe when the things uh, goes well, uh, if you find the right location, we might consider to open a, a physical store. But we are not in a rush. Our main business is uh, wholesale. So once we found the right place, uh, we, we, we will invest on it. But we are, we are not rushing, let's say. You know, you said earlier that when you first started here, the market for gelato wasn't great. You know, people weren't really into it. What exactly did you have to do to get them into it and to get Singaporeans to this, to this stage of consumption when it comes to such products? Mm, it was very tough, very, very tough. The first year was very difficult because, uh, as I said, I used to have this type of concept of counter that is called pozzetto, where the gelato is not visible. Mm. And it's very, actually, it's very similar to a hot Chinese soup counter. So initially, some people used to ask, come and ask me for the hot soup because they thought mm. that I used to sell the hot soup <laughs> instead of gelato. So I was... A bit desperate. Then I started to post, put a lot of pictures of gelato and everything, so the things uh, changed. But um, but still, at the beginning, it was a bit difficult because uh, I was unknown, and uh, you know, it, it takes time. So the word of mouth works, but it's quite slow, especially ten years ago, twelve years ago. So I had to, yeah, I just need to maintain the quality. Serve the good service, reliability, and then slowly people started to talk about it, and uh, and uh, they came. Yeah, mm. like, yeah, I, I love that we're talking about gelato again. Let's talk a little bit about R and D and flavors, uh, Marco. Uh, we, what's what's the weirdest flavor you've experimented with? And and you sent us one called uh, Bacio or Bacio, B A C I O. <laughs> what yeah. is that flavor? I haven't tried it yet. Yes, bacio basically is uh, similar to rocher. It's a mix of uh, hazelnut, Ooh. chocolate, and there are some uh, crunchy nuts inside, hazelnut. Yeah, so it's very popular in Italy, one of the most popular. Wow. And uh, just to let you know, it, it reminds the Ferrero Rocher, you know, the, the small chocolate, round chocolate, uh, or similar to Nutella, something like that. Yeah, yeah right. nodding his head. <laughs> Nutella yeah. is the best thing ever made, and anything with hazelnuts in it is definitely a winner. Yeah. Yeah. What, and, uh, yeah. what, what new flavors uh, do you expect to come up with as we move forward? I mean, consumer tastes are always changing. You've got to keep them interested. So, what are your plans to do that? Yeah, actually, every month we create something new, and this is the the things that uh, I enjoy uh, in my business because it's not boring. All the time we, cre- we try to create something new. For example, uh, last week we created rosemary gelato. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's an actually, interesting flavor. Yeah, yeah, it's quite interesting. And uh, yesterday I did watermelon. I found a very good uh, <laughs> supplier, so we tried watermelon. So, so every, every month we... We try something new. Sometimes some some customer request, and we customize something for them. Sometimes we try ourselves. So yeah, that's a good part of the gelato because you do a lot of candy daily, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, which is the weirdest customer request you've ever gotten? 
They has for uh, laksa, laksa gelato. Sí, yeah. Laksa gelato. <laughs> <laughs> did you yeah. manage to do it? We, we did this? it. We oh, did wow. it. But uh, it's mainly to give uh, visibility, give a bit of okay. marketing. Okay. But at the end, people tend to follow and focus on the traditional flavor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you like the way that laksa gelato tasted? Uh, yes, but I prefer the original one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I was going to say, I would just go as far as orange chocolate cheesecake flavored gelato okay. or something like that. <laughs> so boring, yeah. right? Compared to the laksa thing. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> just imagine how that tasted. So, yeah. so what's next? Uh, how do you see the future of El Ferro gelato unfolding, Marco, as we move forward? I think there is a um, steel market to grow. Uh, we are still very small, and uh, but I believe that if we maintain the consistency and reliability and, and good service, there is market to, to grow, especially B2B. Mm-hmm. And for B2C, uh, we are not in a rush, as I said. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would like to open some outlet, but uh, you know, at this period, it's very difficult to find the right location. Uh, so whenever we find uh, right spots, we will uh, definitely invest and grow in an uh, outlet. Yeah. All right. We've been speaking with uh, Marco Alfero, who is the founder of Alfero Gelato. Marco, appreciate your time this morning. Grazie, viva Torino! <laughs> Ciao, grazie, buona giornata. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.